Ezekiel 36 and verse 11 God's word to us We're going to be praying from there before I go into the word tonight Ezekiel 36 and verse 11 He says and I will multiply upon you man and beast And they shall increase and bring fruits He says and I will settle you after your old estates And I will do better unto you Than at your beginnings And you shall know that I am the Lord We're going to be praying tonight saying Father in the name of Jesus I decree and declare that from today, everything forever gets better for me, my life, my family, my finances, my marriage. I will never go backwards from this day forward. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. It's a simple but powerful prayer. I decree that from today, everything forever gets better. My life gets better. My family gets better. My finances get better. I will never go backwards. I will never know a better yesterday. I will never know a better yesterday. The longer I live, the brighter I shine. The longer I live, the more successful I become. The longer I live, the better things get. My life will never go backwards. Everything forever gets better for me. My life gets better. My health gets better. My finances get better. My ministry gets better. My marriage gets better. There are no better yesterdays in the equation of my life. My finances get better. The things I could not afford last year, I will not only afford this year, but I will be the one to give it out. Oh, everything gets better. My life forever gets better. My health forever gets better. My life will never go backwards. In the name of Jesus. My life will never go backwards. In the name of Jesus. Everything gets better. In this year 2024 and beyond. My most in 2023 will be my least ever. In the name of Jesus. Everything gets increasingly get increasingly better in the name of Jesus. Forever and ever, my life gets better. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for God tonight? Hallelujah. Tonight, um, except the spirit flows in a different direction, I want to spend my time to teach the Lord. I want us to understand that God's word and promise to us this year is very clear. See, I've been alive for a while to see that the fact that someone is doing it today doesn't mean it will be honest. Yeah, happy enough, you know what I'm talking about. I think something happened sometimes last year, you know, I, I saw online that a particular person that was very powerful in this country was a chief of staff, right, of one of, you know, um, <laughs> President Nigeria will, or should we call him head of state, right? Nigeria will never pray to have again. You see, this man was very powerful, very influential. If you were around that time and you were old enough, you would know the name. And so last year, you know, he died. And when I saw the news, I told my wife, I said, Oh, I thought this man has been dead since. I didn't even know he was still alive. Let me tell you, he's still alive. 
There are people that years ago, they had cars in their compound. In fact, drivers. And sometimes down the line, they were looking for public transport on the road. That will not be your story. In the name of Jesus. The longer you live, the better it will get. In the name of Jesus. And so when God is saying that better days are here, please believe it. And it's not just a promise for this year. It's a promise for you. Remember I told us last year, when God gives you one promise, that word is not just for that But every other season of your life, you can lay hold on that word and that promise. Am I making sense tonight? So we say better days. It simply means that the least of the let me say the most you experienced last year is the least you will ever experience in your life. That's what it means. Somebody else that's the least you will ever so maybe somebody may need to take a stop of their life and what was my most in twenty twenty three? Financially, socially, whatever the most was in the name of Jesus. I thought somebody was going to say to that either. Even if I don't hear God, at least I read by my head on the promise of that scripture. I can literally rest on it. That would be your experience in this year 2020. Hallelujah. So remember, how does God visit people? Number one we said is what? God's visitation is what? Is the provision of God, we said yesterday. Number two, we said the visitation of God is the fulfillment of God's promises. Number three, we said the visitation of God is the deliverance of God. And we said number four, the visitation of God is what? It's the judgment of God. And if God is saying that he's going to visit us in this season, expect these four things. Expect the provision. Expect the fulfillment of his promise. Probably there's something the influence of my voice on site online. There are things God has spoken to you about. You written it. Maybe year after year. This is the year to be fulfilled. In the name of Jesus. I was having a conversation with one of our mentors, you know. And he said there was something he trusted God for, for over 20 years. He said, boy, he didn't get discouraged. Every year he kept writing, he kept writing it. That this is the year it will happen. He said, he set it as a goal for the first year, the second year, the third year, the 10th year, the 15th year, the 20th year, it came to pass. This is the year God's promises to you will be fulfilled. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what that promise is. I don't know that thing God has said to you personally that you've been looking forward to year after year, month after month. I decree and I declare this year 2024 is the year those promises will be fulfilled. In this year 2024, you will not just have a documentation of prophecy. You will walk in the reality of prophecies. In the name of Jesus. Men will see your life and they will see the fulfillment of God's word. They will see the fulfillment of God's promises. If you believe and receive it, say a very big amen. We also established that the visitation of God is the deliverance of God. The deliverance of God. So I don't know what it is that has kept you on the same spot. Whatever it is that you need deliverance for. I pray for you that in this month, even before the end of this breakthrough festival, your deliverance will come. 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, I said your deliverance will come. You know, earlier today when I was praying, it just occurred to me. I just said, Holy Spirit, what you told me to say at the crossover, I've not seen the testimony. And I'm not a liar. I know you didn't lie to me. Uh, so when Sister Agnes came to give the testimony tonight, I said, fantastic. I know I hear God. I know. I didn't do that. But God simply confirmed the word of his message. It is wrong for you to keep it to yourself. You know why? When you share that testimony, you increase someone else's faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, some people, especially in the world in which we live in today, everybody is suspicious. The average person is suspicious of pastors. Uh, they have come again. That's how they'll be saying it. Not in this house. Uh, not in this house. Some people are spiritual contractors. One of them is not standing before you. If he has not said it, I will not say it. If I tell you that God said something, you better believe it. You better believe it. In the name of Jesus. Whatever he has done, it will not come back. In the name of Jesus. So we also said the visitation of God is the judgment of God. So whatever needs judgment in your life will be judged. In this season, it will be judged. In the name of Jesus. I remember we also said that the time to see God is when? Is when you're young. Is when you're young. And now is the best time. <laughs> it says, seek him first. Seek first the kingdom of God. It says, Psalm 63 and verse 1. I want us to have it on the screen. Psalm 63 and verse 1. Let's read it. Psalm 63 and verse 1. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 63 and verse 1. Can we read together one to go? Oh God, thou art my God. When will I seek him? When? Early. Early will I seek him. My soul first for you and my flesh long for you. So see your power and your glory. He said, I have seen it before. I want to see it again. He said, Early. You don't just see God at any time. You seek him when he says you should seek him. What is the best time to seek him? Anyway. water. See, the best thing I said yesterday, I know I'm sounding like a broken record. I said some of these things yesterday. It's okay to hear it again. <laughs> I hear what I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not a guest speaker. This is our house. So there are some things I will say again and again until you get it. Early. It's good to see God early. The best use of your time now is what you are doing now. That's the best use of your time. God took the of He said, don't go out in the east. Naturally, human nature says, when you step into a new season, the first thing you should do is to be in a rush. Try to get things to work. But God said, no. In every new season, the best thing to do is to make Wait on the Lord. Those who call upon God, but those who wait upon God. So it simply means there must be times in our life. That's why Jesus said concerning Mary that she has done the right thing. He said, Mary has found the good path. Luke chapter 10 and verse 42. He said, Mary has found the good path. 
and it would not be taken away from her. What was that thing that she found? The ability to sit at the feet of Jesus and not be encumbered by activities. But one thing is needful and Mary has found that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Did somebody find that good part? In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 52 and verse 12. Let's have it on the screen. Isaiah 52 and verse 12. Isaiah 52 and verse 12. Come on, together what to go. For you shall not go out with one, with eight, nor go by one, by flight. For the Lord will do what? Go before you, and the God of Israel will be your real reward. So he said, don't be too fast. Let God go ahead. Don't go ahead of God. Don't be too much in a rush. Don't be too much in a rush. You hear what I'm saying? Men can wait. Those who wait on God won't wait on men. Well, let me tell you this. If you don't wait on God, you will wait in people's office. They will keep you standing. Five hours you will be there. The time you should have spent waiting on God. Not waiting on men. When you wait on God, you beat the traffic in life. You won't have to queue for what others are queuing for. Because what you are waiting on him is sorting you out. Remember, we said that one of the elements, right, of better days is settlement. So while you are waiting on him, he's settling things. He's sorting things out. That's what the Bible says. I think it's First Kings. I can't remember the chapter right now. He said, you may not see the wind, you may not see the rain. He said, but your valley shall be full of waters. Where is the water going to come from? That's not my business. He said, dig ditches. You may not see the wind. You may not see the rain. But that ditch that you have dug is going to be filled with waters. Romans 15 and verse 4, I believe. He says the things that were written are four times. They were written for our learning. They were written for our learning. The things that were written. Because as believers, we should not just be praying believers. We must also be learning believers. Learning believers. That's what I've told us time and time again. That to be an effective believer, you must understand the wisdom and the power of God. The work and demand. You don't focus on the power and ignore the wisdom. And you don't focus on the wisdom and ignore the power because they work hand in hand. Sometimes after you have received the wisdom, you need power to drive the wisdom. And you can be so powerful that you are foolish and stupid. Are you hear what I'm saying? So you need the balance of the two. And one of the things breakthrough festival does is that balance. There's a place of the demonstration of God's power. We spend time praying, you know, we are operating the prophetic, but at the same time, we sit down to learn. We sit down to get equipped for the next 365 days. <laughs> because let me tell you this, there is a God that knows your tomorrow more than you can remember your yesterday. And if that God knows tomorrow, you better get from him the wisdom to live the many days of life. Don't be too much in a rush. <laughs> you are not Russian. I hear what I'm saying. Even if you are connecting from Russia. <laughs> it's good to sit down. You have been in Russia for some time as well. The city programs you. You can live in a metropolitan city like ours. It programs you to be in a rush. In a rush. Always do something. But when you are not active, people are concerned. What's wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with you. Somebody said nothing is wrong with me. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with me. There are times when you just need to. I love what First Lady said. You know, yesterday she, when she was telling me, she said, You know, the Spirit has been telling me. I said, So why didn't you say it? And why you get to me and say it? 
says, Bishop is saying that there are some people, the best thing they can do in this season is wide. It's wide. It's wide. The same God that told Elijah to hide by the brook called Cherith was the same God that told him, now go and show yourself to Ahab and tell him the rain is now coming, famine is over. There are times God will tell you to hide and it does not mean something is wrong with you. The average person always wants to be visible. They always want the spotlight. See, let me tell you this. If you don't spend time in the secret place, you will be ashamed in the public. Because you have received nothing. You see, if you have not heard from God, you have no business speaking to men. You have no business speaking to men. <laughs> One of the wisest women in scriptures that people really you know, attribute wisdom to is a woman by the name of Ruth. Um, um, yes, is it Ruth now? No, Esther. Why did I say she was one of the wisest? She was the woman that understood that even though somebody is your husband, you still need to talk to God before you talk to your husband. Let me tell you this. There are human beings that before you talk to them, you have to talk to God first. You have been shouting and shouting. Your husband is not listening. Your wife is not listening. Talk to the God that made them. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. And like rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wills. Anytime you're exerting too much energy, go and check it. You have not prayed over that thing. I'm afraid over that thing. When you see a nagging man, a nagging wife, it's because you are not praying. What you should have prayed about, you are shouting about. Shouting about. Shouting about. Hmm. In Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 6. Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 6. Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 6. I want us to look at this scripture. It's such, such a scripture that blessed me a couple of days ago. And when I read it, I said, not in this house. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass in that day, that the light shall not be clear, nor will the light be dark. When the Bible is talking about light in scriptures, what is the light? It's the word of God. It says, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. But the Bible is saying a time will come in the history of men that the light will not be clear. The truth of God's word is not going to be direct. There will be a revamped version of every truth. Oh, somebody say not in this house. Mm, not in this house. It's a sad thing. You see, that's why I said God knows tomorrow more than we can remember our yesterday. He said it will come to pass in that day. The light will not be clear. It's supposed to be light, but there is no clarity. It is not light. It is not clear. It is not dark. So what is this? What is this? In this breakthrough festival, may you receive clarity. In the name of Jesus. You will know what next to do. You will know the right step to take. In the name of Jesus. And let me tell you this. Every day is going to be a build up on the previous days. That's why in Isaiah 28 and verse 10. He said, precepts will be upon precepts. He says, and line upon line. He says, hear a little, dear a little. So every day is going to be a build up. Whether I'm the one speaking or not. Every day is going to be a build up. Every day is going to be a build up. One of our speakers, um, I think two days ago, you know, said, you know, Pastor, I just want to ask you, is he okay? This is what I want to talk about. I said, anything the Holy Ghost tells you to talk about is the right thing. We have prayed. God, we put the right words in everybody's heart. And when it was mentioned, I just told for CD. He's exact. So I was not surprised. It's one of the things I also want to talk about. I said, you see? I said, it's okay. I said, but that doesn't mean I will say it. I will say it. The person will come to re-emphasize it. That's 
So he says, precept will be upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little. There a little. So he says, some nights you will get a little. Don't worry. The next night you will get another little. At the end of the 12 days, when you combine everything together, it will become a lot. To become a lot. Like a sane human being. <laughs> because it's dark. So one thing about light is that light gives you speed. Light means clarity. And when there is clarity, there is speed. See, when there is no light, there is no point rushing out. Because you just keep doing trial and error. Trial and error. And when there is no clarity, there will be no speed. No speed of time. Wastage of resources, wastage of energy, wastage of relationships. Some of us are getting people involved in things that you are not even supposed to involved when you get this right. But you have already seen that relationship in the wrong way. So when you eventually get to try that, you are even afraid that you should be your life at the wrong time. Oh, I don't know how to say that prayer in another way. <laughs> but let me tell you this. What I just said is very powerful. Very powerful. There are people God positions in your life for specific seasons. If you take advantage of those relationships out of season, you will pay for it in the season when you need it. Because they would have done in the past what they were supposed to do in the future. So I said in my session, I'm going to be talking about the breakthrough pillars. <laughs> Why do I call them breakthrough pillars? Because these are things you can build. You can build your business upon. When you, the media, you can build your destiny upon this thing. records and standardized records. I didn't say that yesterday. When you're talking about the fact that someone has broken through, it simply means they are overcoming a record that has been in place. There was a time it was said that human beings cannot run 300 meters under 4 minutes. But a man by the name of Roger Bannister broke that record. And you know the amazing thing? After he broke the record, within two weeks there about, other people broke the record. There are things that God is waiting for you to do. 
there is always a force. There is always a force. There is always someone that must go ahead. There is always somebody that must rewrite the story. And may that person be you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I said that person is going to be you. In Isaiah 54 and verse 3, it says, We shall break forth on the left, on the right hand, and on the left, it says, And your seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. It simply means everywhere in this year, there will be breakthroughs. It simply means that one area of your life will not work at the expense of the other. So let me tell you this. The success that comes from God is balanced. God does not want you to prosper financially. You are not using the money to be buying medications all the time. Uh, that's not balanced prosperity. The blessing of the Lord, the Bible says, it makes rich and it has no sorrow. It has no sorrow. Not that you'll be doing well and your children will be getting into trouble all the time. You'll be going to police station and paying legal fees all the time. No, that's not the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Peace everywhere. Peace everywhere. Peace everywhere. I started on this note last night to say that there are certain areas where you must expect a breakthrough. I said in your occupation. Number two, I said in your finances, economic breakthrough. Number three is maritally. Maritally. Let's write that down if you're taking notes. One of the things you should do if you're coming for the breakthrough festival or even to the gateway church in any service is to come with the writing material. I hear what I'm saying. It's a note-taking church because it's a teaching church. Marital breakthroughs. Expect marital breakthroughs. See, let me tell you this. I used to be a teacher, um, if not a teacher as it were, a, a proponent, right? Should I say, of the ideal, some ideologies. But recently, you see, that's why you must allow the Bible to inform your mindset about a lot of things. Hmm. I'm going to get there during the course of this breakthrough festival. But see, let me tell you this. It is better for certain things to happen early in life. One of such things is marriage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All this idea of looking for money up and down. <laughs> it's good. Look for money. But you can also get the money early. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know why? The Holy Spirit told me something sometimes last year. When I shared with some very close people to me. He says, we shall see your children's children. There is a particular age you get to that that promise can never be fulfilled in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We thank God that God can do anything at any time. But it is good for certain things to happen early. It's one of the prayers we are going to pray tonight. One of the prayers David prayed in the Psalms. He says, satisfy us early with your mercy. Not just satisfy us. Early. Something should happen early. What's the joy in buying your first car at 60? It's a testimony. should have come earlier. You are laying your first foundation at 65. Using retirement money to build a house. Who is staying in the house with you? So when all the children have left, that's when you are now starting to build. It's still a good thing, but it should have come earlier. Your first international trip is at the age of 70. When all the children have gathered money, that daddy too should travel out before daddy dies. You can't even enjoy the trip. 
There's this something sound in aircraft. The, by the time you do like two, three, four trips, you can go deaf at that age. The blessing has now made you deaf. Or maybe the children come together and say, Daddy, we know you've always loved fast cars at the age of 75. <laughs> we are now buying you a Lamborghini. But now you're boom, boom, heart attack can even come. You just die from the blessing. <laughs> Timing is very important. It's very important. And that prayer we will pray seriously tonight. Don't worry, we'll get there. I pray to festival, we pray. In fact, tonight, one of the things I want to do is to reduce my message time and so that we'll spend more time praying. You can also experience breakthroughs in intellect. And this is very important. There's something called intellectual breakthrough. Hmm. There's a scripture, I think it's in Philemon. Or maybe Titus. Media, help me look for it. Where God said, without your mind will I do nothing. Please look for it. God cannot lift you beyond how your mind allows him to lift you. So there is something about the power of the mind. If you don't break through in your mind, it's very difficult to break through in destiny. Whatever your mind does not allow, it makes it very difficult for God to do in your life. Please look for it. Without your mind, will I do nothing? It's there. Yes, that's it. Philemon 1 and verse 14. But without thy mind, will I do nothing? That thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly. So it simply means there are some things God will not force on you. Your mind must agree with Him. So if your mind cannot capture it, you can be praying. That's why in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, he says God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or what? Think. So your action is very important, but your mind must align. It must align, right, with what you are also praying about. Very important. Intellectual breakthrough. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. May you experience intellectual breakthrough. May your mind begin to work in an unusual way. May supernatural ideas begin to enter your spirit. You know the reason why some people cannot receive certain ideas? Because their mind can't accommodate it. Can't accommodate it. The mind is not there. The reason why you've not received the vision for certain businesses is because your mind cannot accommodate it. One of the ways you know God is about to change your life is that He begins to expand your mind. I hear what I'm saying. And that's one of the things he's going to be doing at this Breakthrough Festival 2024. Romans 12 and verse 2. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, not of your spirits, but of your mind. Did you see that? Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Your transformation will come from the upgrade of your mind. From the upgrade of your mind. From the transformation of your mind. Of your mind. The first breakthrough pillar that I want to talk about tonight is the breakthrough pillar of vision. The breakthrough pillar of vision. Hmm. The breakthrough pillar of vision. Whatever must happen in the year, you must see it before it happens. Am I making sense tonight? Am I making sense tonight? Are we still here? You must see it. One question God asks people a lot in scripture is what do you see? What do you see? As far as your eyes can see. What do you see? Jeremiah chapter 1, I believe it's verse 11 and verse 13. Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see the, um, the branch of an almond tree. God said, you are seen well. 
And the God, Bible says God asked him again the second time. So it is not okay to see once. A vision is not a once and for all thing. It's a continuous thing. So thank God for what you saw in 2023. What are you seeing concerning 2024? The Bible says the word of the Lord came to him again the second time. And I said, I see a sitting pot and the face thereof. And the Bible says, God speaking to him said, I will hasten my word to bring it to pass. It is what you see that God hastens. The truth is, many believers see nothing. We pray so much, but we see nothing. We see nothing. What are you seeing about the year? Are you seeing? What are you seeing? You see, the best thing to see is what God is That's why I paint a vision to you. A vision of action. A vision of lack. I hear what I'm saying. Uh-huh. we paint a vision for you. We we'll paint a vision. Haven't you ever thought about it? The things they show on TV, they call it program. Because they want to program you to begin to see things in a particular way. That's why it's called TV program. It's a programming. So when you see it and see it and see it, over time you begin to talk, think, and see in a particular way. That's why, go and check it. You can literally tell the kind of person someone is by the radio station and TV station they listen to and watch. Haven't you noticed? Go and check it. Because there is something called information. You know what information means? Inside formation. The information you receive informs who you become. It is changing you, you don't know. It's forming you. It's forming you. It's changing you. When you hear certain things over time, you become a particular kind of person. Become a particular kind of person. So the question is, what are you seeing? That is where the breakthrough begins. That's where the breakthrough begins. That's where the breakthrough begins. Are you seeing what God can do, right? Your, your, your breakthrough to be limited to your career. For some of us, our vision is limited to our income. That the only thing God can do when you say, ah, this year, this will happen. Say, oh, a low salary, you know. How much is that salary? You are not seeing beyond the salary. Some of us are not seeing beyond where we are. That's why God said to Abraham, Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14, 15. He said, lift up your eyes from where you are. I know you are there, but look beyond there. Lift up your eyes now from where you are and look northward. Look beyond where you are. Stop looking at where you are. Look beyond that place. Some of us will look too much. Some of us, you see, let me tell you, this may sound funny. When you get to your house, you should be turning off the light. So that you will not be seeing too much of what is around you. Huh? So that when everything is dark, you can paint a new picture in your mind. So you move out of such places. You are seeing too much of the environment. I hear what I'm saying. Seeing too much of it. Seeing too much of it. Since I've been wise and smart enough to understand this principle, every house we have ever lived in, the most expensive place in our house is where I spend most of my time, my office. Once I enter into my office, it's a different world. <laughs> I remember, I think it was, it was last year when a spiritual mom came to the house, you know, she was in the office. She said, I feel like spending the whole day here. I said, that's the idea. I feel like spending the whole day here. When I enter my office, it's a different world. 
I choose everything that I see. I choose it. I choose it. <laughs> Yesterday I was looking at the calendar of 2026. We just had 2024. <laughs> That's the power of vision. Power of vision. As far as I'm concerned, 2025 is already done. It's done and dusted. It's done and dusted. The question is, what are you saying? Because you see, the thing is, everybody is saying something. You cannot but see something. So the question is, what are you saying? Is that me? I don't have vision. You do. You already have. The question is, what are you saying? Not are you saying, because we are already saying. You already see. You are either seeing limitations, you are seeing lack, seeing stagnation, seeing hardship. But I pray for you that in this breakthrough festival, God will give you new visions and new dreams in the name of Jesus. Yes, Zechariah, the same question. He says, And said unto me, What do you see? And I said, I have looked, and behold. A candlestick of gold with a bowl upon the top of it. That's not the you know, purpose of our conversation tonight to explain what all that means. But the fact that God also asked him, what do you see? And he said, I see something. I see something. Because everybody is seeing something. <laughs> Remember the guy that Jesus healed, the blind guy. And when his eyes opened, he said, I see men as trees. Jesus said, this guy's healing is not complete. He was seeing something, but he was not seeing right. So you can be seen and not be seeing right. May you see right in these days. In the name of Jesus. Genesis 12 and verse 1. How did God turn the life of Abraham around? He said, get out of your father's house. He says, to a land that I will show you. To a land that I will show you. It means it was vision, not stupidity, that drove Abraham out of his father's house at the age of 70. And let me tell you this, this vision thing only stops when you say you are no longer qualified for it. It means at 80, you can still catch a new vision. At 90, you can still see new things. One of the guys I love so much, you know, everybody knows Warren Buffet, the most successful investor in recent human history. But a lot of people don't know his closest friend and co-founder, Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger is older than him. Charlie Munger died, I think it was December, last week in December, almost 100 when those guys talk about the next year, the next two years, the next three years, I'm always inspired. At this age, that's the age when the average African is already waiting for death. Even when they don't say it, their action depicts it. They are just waiting for his death. They say, what did we bring to this world? <laughs> Can you try to hear death in their language? Critical visions that culminate in the breakthrough. Number one is your vision of God. Your vision of God. Three critical visions that will lead to a breakthrough. Number one is your vision of God. The question is, how do you see God? It's very important. You see, how you see God determines what you are able to believe Him for. Some people see God as a punisher. Some people see God as somebody waiting to catch them. Yeah, but when they see something happen to someone they don't like, say, hey, hey, God don't catch them. Because that's the way they see God. It's a God that is always waiting to catch people. <laughs> it's a God waiting to strike people. That's the way some people see God. Some people never see God as a father. Even when they see God as a father, they see him as a vindictive father. 
as a father that is waiting to get you. And sometimes this is even informed by our earthly father related with us. So let me tell you this. If you don't have a good relationship with your heavenly father, with your earthly father, you may never truly understand your heavenly father. Except you spend time in the world and you allow the word of God to paint a picture of what fatherhood is to you. I hear what I'm saying. The first vision is your vision of God. How do you see God? Do you just see him as the creator of the universe? Or do you see him as your father? As your own father? The second vision that culminates in a breakthrough is your vision of self. Your vision of self. Your vision of self. And your vision of self is either a vision of the victor or a vision of the vanquished. How do you see yourself? When you mention certain things in certain industries, the truth is you see a lot of believers praying, God lift me in this space, lift me in this industry. But really, on the inside, they are already set. They already believe that certain things can come to them. Unconsciously. That's the vision. In fact, when they see people that it happens for, Maybe there is a lady that they've always known. And they have to say, oh, she has slept with the boss. Because as far as they are concerned, the vision they have is that you can't get to certain places except to sleep with the boss. So sometimes what you say and your criticism of others is a reflection of how you see yourself. When we hear you speak, you have to because let me tell you this, how you see others is a reflection of how you see yourself. Most times, God said to the children of Israel, I'm giving you a land that flows with milk and honey. The people got to the land and saw giants. Shouldn't you have thought about it this way? That the reason why there is milk and honey there and nobody has occupied it is because God kept certain giants there. And those giants are there to protect the space for you, not from you. But their focus was not on what God said. Their focus was on the giants they saw. And the Bible says that we are like grasshoppers in our eyes. And so were we in their sight. How you see yourself is how life sees you. See, I can't help you beyond your vision of yourself. See, there is something about this. There's something called mindset. Think about it. Mindset. It talks about the way your mind has been set. It's like concrete. There is nothing we can do about it except to break it and rebuild it. The moment your mind is set in a particular way and you believe that this is who you are, in fact, some, you know, some people have some pictures about themselves that if you try to love them too much, they can hate you for it. Like, what all these love, love things? Why, why, why? In fact, you are showing some people too much attention. They are suspicious of you. What, what is this person looking for? Because of how they see themselves, they don't see themselves as being worthy of receiving affection. That's the same way some people don't have a vision of becoming a billionaire. Or a multi-millionaire. Some people don't have a vision. Let me tell you how these things operate. If you don't have the vision of self, right? Of being able to handle multi-millions. Every time your account is about to get into those figures, something will come up that will reduce that figure. It's so powerful. If you've never gotten to a point, see, I remember sometimes back, like four years ago, I told myself, I said, ah. Other people, you know, see, for me, what moves everybody is not what moves me. I remember that particular year, you know, it was just a desire. And God, I want to get to the point where I'll be able to give seven figures without, and my whole world will not collapse. That was a vision I had. I just, I just desired it. To be able to give 
to God in hundreds, six figures, hundreds of thousands, and not feel as and, and not just break apart. Hey, I'm dead. It was a vision. But you know, some people never see such things happen to them. In fact, some people, I said this a couple of times, when they see someone drive the car, they like the car. When they see the car, holy. That's your vision. You believe it is thieves driving those kind of cars. So for you to drive those kind of cars, you must become a thief. If you don't become a thief, you can never eternally drive such cars. It's a vision of self. It's a vision of self. When you go to some people's houses and you enter their house, when you are looking around, what's the internal dialogue? All these people, we don't know where they saw money. You know, we don't know. That's your vision. It's your own vision that you are talking about. It's not the person, it's you. It's you. You see something with someone that maybe is younger than you say, Oh, you don't know where she got the money. Don't know where they got the money. All these ladies of nowadays living a fast life. You don't know. All these young boys. All this Yahoo Yahoo boy. He told you doing Yahoo. That's why you see that at the time, the force, the police force in this country, they were really attacking young people. Anybody you see with a laptop. Because they saw young people, young people started making money, and some legally, tech guys, making money that their parents never made in a lifetime. I remember my brother-in-law said one day, I think that was like three years ago, during Christmas period, you know, he was going out, hanging out to some of his friends. I said, police stopped them. Asked for all the papers, they provided the papers. And the man was just looking for what to... And the man, I didn't know when he blotted out. He said, you guys are enjoying too much. He said, you don't look like you are going through anything. He said, pack! You look like you are enjoying too much. It's a vision of self. You may be laughing, but when you see God do something for others, are you excited or saddened? It's a vision of self. And let me tell you this. Is a, is a, vision is a part... You see, I can talk about vision for a whole month. Because there are all, a lot of areas where it influences our lives without us knowing. You see, how you show up in a day is a reflection of vision. It's a reflection of vision. There's a way you can never catch me. Because the vision has so reprogrammed me. Vision of self. How do you see yourself? God can lift you this year beyond how you see yourself. You go to a store. You like something. The moment you see the price, you may not be able to afford it, but what is the emotion that follows? Is it nonsense? These people are thieves. How can this dress be this amount? And see, there is nothing that is expensive. There are only people that can afford it. Wait for your time. And don't feel bad that you can't afford it now. Say, I'll be back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that I'll be back is not a lie, it's a prophecy. There are places I've been to, and I said, I see price. You know, when you look at, I love shoes. Bring, pick the shoe. You know, they don't put the price on, it's under. You've been to men's stores. You take it, you look at it. And you look at, you know, before I go, now when I see it, I say, oh, nice. That's why, that's what I say, oh, nice. So I say, I'll be back. I'm not there, I'll be back of here. So if I even ask them questions, what days do you guys open? They tell me, what time do you open in the morning? What time do you close in the evening? Don't worry, I'll be back. And I always go back. Always. Because I don't see anything as being too big for me. I can choose not to buy it at the moment. But it's not bigger than my destiny. 
You know the reason why some people attack certain people? You say somebody bought a plane. The reason why you attack it is because in your destiny, you never think it can come to you. Have you ever seen people who have it attacking people that have it? No. So when you attack things, you are telling us how you see yourself. It's not about the person, it's about you. The question is, how do you see yourself? Ask your neighbor, say neighbor. How do you see yourself? Hmm. The third critical vision you must have is the vision of the place God has placed you. I'm going to say that again. The vision of the place God has placed you. The vision of the place God has placed you. You cannot break through in a place where you believe you can break through. Did you hear what I said? In an industry, in a geographical location, if you believe you can't break through in Nigeria, if we dip inside a bottle or gallon of anointing, or you still cannot break through. Did you hear what I said? I study people over the years. When somebody makes up their mind that they can't succeed in Nigeria, they never succeed. In fact, they are wrong people to invest in because it will never work. The vision of place. The vision of place. How you see a place matter. You see, places are very important in the fulfillment of your destiny because God made places before He made people. Have you ever thought about it? God created locations before He created human beings. So you must have the right vision of anywhere you are patterned. Even if God has told you, I'm going to change your location, relocate you geographically, huh? or maybe relocate you in industry-wise, wherever you are part-time, you must see the best in that place. You must. <laughs> the reason why some people never do well in their place of work is because their eyes is always on the next work. Always on the next work. They are never satisfied where they are. Where has God placed you? What industry has He placed you in? <laughs> Most of people look at First Lady today and what she has done with that industry. It's because she saw it being able to become that. Because before her, a lot of people have been doing that. Huh? And they were all recognized. In fact, people in that industry were considered non-entities. I remember the first time, for me it was even, you see, first time I heard this were with, um, with my pastor, shortly after we got married, or even so, I think it was shortly after we got married. Our reverend just said, you know, spoke about the fact that, you know, very soon there's going to be international recognition and everything in my mind. I was just, even me. But I've learned that when I doubt, you don't speak your doubt, you starve your doubt. I never said it to you may even be hearing it for, my, for the first time in my mind, I was just like, international recognition for Alaga. Be it unto me according to your words. And my pastor says something that's even when I don't believe it, I just say, Be it unto me according to your words, sir. I said that in my mind. So the day BBC came to interview her, it was not a surprise. But she had to see it before we could all see it. Let me tell you this whatever you are seeing in people's life is what they have seen first in their own life. Nothing becomes a reality in people's life if they have not seen it first. So the question is, the place where God has placed you, what are you seeing about it? Don't just pray about that thing. Say something bigger about that thing. Say something bigger. I told us two Sundays ago, how I came across a video on YouTube about the wealthiest Nigerians. 
and you'll be shocked at how people become wealthy. There is one of them, you know how he became wealthy? I'm talking about multi-millionaires in dollars. He only manufactures the lid of bottle. Bottle water. Not the bottle itself. In dairy. In case you don't understand what I'm saying. Cover. That's the only thing he sells. That's the only thing. What will make somebody see the lead? He must have been somewhere one day and saw the lead of the bottle. Ah, I can be manufacturing in this thing. What everybody removes and throws away. There was a time somebody in this country made a lot of money out of shit. And he said shit business is serious business. Vision of pieces. I want to show us the scripture, Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. For you to understand that if you don't see God increasing something where you are, no matter see, these things are very important so that you will not just be praying all through this breakthrough festival and you will not tune and fine tune your vision. Ruth chapter 1. We'll read verse 1 and we'll read verse 22. Ruth chapter 1, can I have it please? I want us all to read it together. Is that okay? Want to go? Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. So why did this man... Okay, go to verse 2 so that we have a full picture. Go to verse 2 before you go to verse 22. Go to verse 2, please. Verse 2, verse 2. And the name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife, Naomi and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilon, Ephraim Ephratites, right, of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. So why did they leave Melech? Why did they leave Bethlehem, Judah? Because there was famine, right? The question, haven't you noticed that every time they say there is famine, famine in modern day language is economic hardship. Haven't you noticed that it's not everybody that lives? Do you understand what I'm saying? So Elimelech left. And you will understand, see, Bethlehem simply means land of bread. But Elimelech was not saying the bread, he was saying famine. Go to verse 22. Something happened between verse 3 and verse 21, right? Elimelech died. His sons died. Naomi woke up one day and said, Before I also die here, Ilaya, let me go, you know. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabites, her daughter in law with her which returned out of the country of Moab and they came to Bethlehem in the what? In the beginning of Bali harvest. So it simply means where they left, the harvest eventually came there. When she went back, she went into the harvest. But the husband that took her away died without ever seeing the harvest. Some people, their harvest is not in Nigeria. Some people, your harvest is in Nigeria. Let me tell you this. Some of us even believe that everybody must be in Lagos and Nigeria. No, so. Some people, your harvest may be inside one place. It may be in the town. You may not like it, but it's the fact. The question is, when God places you there, can you see possibilities in that place? Can you see it? Are you seeing that thing that you are doing now are becoming something major? Let me tell you this. When this church started, <laughs> I was the only member. Don't try it. Mm, don't try. Even when we begin expressions, I won't do that anymore. It's like I always say, I have paid the price 
for some people not to pay the price. But you say, I believe so much in what God had called me to do that I was willing ah, to show up in a venue, empty venue, and do a war, war. Two, one, one, two, one, two, one. <laughs> I was willing to do that. Oh, what I saw was so clear that I knew that the call will bring the people. I knew. I've seen same people ah, that God called us at the same time. And I saw how they undo it. They are still going around the same circle. Around the same circle. Around the same circle. You see, it is not about what God says to you all the time. It is what are you saying. You must allow whatever God says to you, you must allow it to become a vision. Somebody needs to get home tonight. Sit down with that business. Sit down with that career. And ask yourself, how big can this thing get? How big? Because vision is a driver of life. Whatever you are seeing is what drives your life. If all you are seeing is lack, you will be desperate. You will be willing to do anything. Shady, illegal, unethical. Because you are not seeing possibilities. Your vision of God, your vision of self, and your vision of the place where God has placed you. Occupationally and geographically, very important. What are the hindrances to vision? As I begin to round up tonight. Round up simply means I have 20 more minutes. <laughs> but I think I just want to do 15 or 10 so that we have more time to pray. There are some serious prayers I want us to pray tonight. And I also want us to close earlier. Hindrances to vision. Number one, wrong association. Friends, you're, ah, I wish I can overemphasize this. <laughs> I'm still going to talk about it the more. I think maybe Monday or Tuesday, right? You cannot see beyond your association. Take it or leave it. You can never. You can never. You can never. The first hindrance to vision is association. When you tell me what you are saying, I know the people in your life. I know the quality of people in your life. Because if you have the right people, you'll be seeing the right things. In Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1, the Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, this is prophet Isaiah speaking, he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, he said, I saw also the Lord. So as long as King Uzziah was in his life, he will not see the Lord. See, some people don't live your life. You see, fast 40 days, huh? fast 100 days, I first said this before we got married, you needed to see her during that 100 days. <laughs> Praise us. Some of us say, eh, hey, am I the one that killed Jesus? Don't worry. Maybe God is not telling you to do that. But if He's telling you to do it, you better do it. Remember, you fast so that you won't be slow. Some people need to live your life for you to see certain things. And some people need to come into your life for you to see certain things. As close as Abraham was to God. <laughs> see, when God told Abraham, he said, get out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. God did not tell Abraham to take his relatives along. So there was disobedience on the part of Abraham. The Bible says he took Lot along. I want to show us something. Genesis 13. Let's look at it. Genesis chapter 13. I quoted it earlier, but it's important. We'll see. Verse 14, please. Are you getting blessed tonight? We'll read to verse 17. And the Lord said unto Abraham, when did God speak to him? Read the next line. Afterwards, the Lord was separated from him. 
Who is the Lord in your life? Until some people live your life, God will not show you certain things. I'm telling you. Pray from today till eternity. Some things you will never see until some people exit your life. Until some people exit your life. Hmm. When God is trying to separate you from some people, stop running after them. Some of us, God is detaching you from some relationship. You just wake up one day, three months later, and you just realize, ah, this my friend, it's been a while I had him from out. I had from him. You pick your phone and call them back. You resurrect the relationship God is bearing. Every time. I've told you this several times. It's my experience. So I can say it as many times as I like. That year, it was first lady's birthday. A mentor came around in the evening. Mr. Samuel, you were there with your husband. She kept praying and praying and praying and praying. All of a sudden, she just switched. When she switched, I knew this woman had switched. I started praying. She said, you have some people very close to you, like the vein in your neck. They are that close. He said, some things will not happen in your life until God separates you from them. I said, and he said, those people, you can't separate yourself from them. It is God that will separate you. We didn't understand the prayer. Until started seeing manifestation. And of the truth, certain things didn't start happening in our lives until some people left. Should I tell you how deep it was? Some of them were living in our house. With us, we were being nice. Some of you, you are being nice to the detriment of your destiny. God is trying to separate you from people. You are still doing nice. You are quoting scripture to the one that wrote the scripture. Let's be good to all men. Of them of the household of faith. Continue. <laughs> oh, trust me. Some things never happened. Some things never happened. I remember the year after that. A lot of things happened in one year. I remember that day. A spiritual mom, you know, the first lady will remember this. We were in our office. And that particular year, you know, we, we, we took something to her, you know, for her to just tell her something. And she just said, ah, ah. Hey, this year you have done this. This year you have done this. This year you have done this. You have done this one again. Those things started happening when the wrong people left. Let me tell you this. A lot can happen within one year. If only the wrong people will live your life. And this year, may they live your life. I pray for you that everyone that needs to live your life, even if you don't want them to live, God will first will separate you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in these days, these two days of Breakthrough Festival, I pray, let there be first separations. I decree and declare first separations. In the name of Jesus. Every relationship God is buried, may they forever stay buried. In the name of Jesus. Number two in drafts of vision is prayerlessness. Prayerlessness. See, the more you pray, the more you see. The more you pray, the more you see. Especially when you pray in tongues. The more you, you pray, the more you see. The more you pray, the more you see. Abraham chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, I will stand upon my watch. Prayer watches. 
the what he's talking about there is not just watch looking like a vigilante. No, 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 no. He says, I will stand upon my that's why in this house we have prayer watches. It's scriptural. The Bible says in the book of Acts that Peter and John were going into the synagogue at the hour of prayer. Prayer watches are scriptural. He said, I will stand upon my watch and set myself upon the tower and will watch to see what he will do, what say to me, and what I will answer when I'm reproved. He says, I will watch to what? To see. I will watch to see. You pray to see. You pray to see. Call upon me, Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. And I will answer you. And I will show you. Did you see that? Great and mighty things that you know not of. Call upon me and I will show you. And I will show you. You will never receive the visions of the Lord. The devil can give you vision. No? But the visions of the Lord, the vision about your life, what you're supposed to do in the next, the next quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter, who you are supposed to marry, where you are supposed to live, the business you're supposed to do, the industry transition you're supposed to make, those things can only come in the place of prayers. In the place of prayers. In the place of prayers. How do I come here and say with accuracy, without having the discussion with anybody before that somebody you're having a pain in your hand where does that happen? in prayer somebody hear what I'm saying? that's how God shows you things in prayers he will tell you about your finances tell you about your business tell you about your marriage let me tell you this every expensive school is not a good school some schools are expensive so that the expensive destiny of children can be destroyed the fact that the school is expensive does not mean it is good. It's in the place of prayers. God will show you a vision. Don't take your child to that school. Take your child to this school. Or your friends are just... Some people just do bandwagon with everything. These are the places where my, my friends' children are going to. You know, so that they can all grow together. And they are destined together. In the place of prayers, you see. The next thing comes to prayer. Is obsession with survival. Obsession with survival. If you are so obsessed with survival, what to wear, what to eat, what to put on, <laughs> God cannot trust you with visions of the future. Because it won't even matter to you. It won't matter to you. It's just like a child uh, that is hungry and throwing, throwing tantrums. And you give the child something valuable. The child will throw it away. It's food the child wants. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said in verse 31, He says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? He says, Don't be obsessed with these things. Don't be obsessed. Be responsible, but don't be obsessed. Another interest of vision is trust in man. Hmm. Trust in man. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 6. Jeremiah 17, 5 to 6. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 and verse 6. I want us to see. Very important scripture. Can we read together? Want to go? I want everybody to read it together. You need to see this scripture. See, when I say trust in man, you see, some of us, when we are saying breakthrough, and because in this house we have talked about the importance of relationship, some of us, you are targeting certain human beings for your breakthrough. So you see someone in church, the person looks nice. The pastor says, you know, community. You target people. That at least if I'm close, look at Mr. Dileke. Red tie, red pocket square, navy blue suit. This person can help my breakthrough, my destiny. Just trust him, man. You don't target human beings for your breakthrough. God is the one that will use the people he wants to use. See, 
by experience over the years, I've come to understand. The people you think God will use for you are not the people He will use for you. You know one thing I've also discovered? When God starts using people for you and you start expecting from them, God will shut down that flu. He will shut it down. He will shut it down. That's why I'm very appreciative for anything anybody does for me, but I don't worship people. Not just because of me, but because of them. Because God is a jealous God. He can even shut down their own finances because of that. So for those of us that maybe God has used you for people and you always you always want people to praise you. Over thank you for what you are doing in people's life. Better be careful. God can shut that thing down. So you don't start getting human beings for your bread. You don't trust in men. Jeremiah 17 verse 5 to 6. Let's read to get everybody ready. Go. Don't says the Lord. Cost be the man that does what? That trusts in man. And makes flesh his arm. And whose heart does what? You can't be focused on God and be focused on man at the same time. So when you are focusing on men, it's because your heart has departed from God. He says, for it shall be like the if in the desert. And shall not what? It shall not what? It shall not see when good comes. See, let me tell you this. The moment you put your trust in man, you will not see anything God is bringing into your life. You will not see. You will become so blind. The only thing you'll be seeing is people. You'll be seeing your uncle. Your uncle in U.S. You know, people believe that once you're in U.S. like this, you are made. You don't even know the struggle the person is going through. Let's say, my uncle said he will do this. You've targeted the person. You see, every time you get angry over a promise somebody did not fulfill, it's because you trusted in them, not God. Yeah, and he said that he will do this. He's a wicked uncle. All these people, they, they will have money. All these people, they will have money. They will not help somebody. Go and have your own. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, they will not help somebody. They will not help somebody. They are not supposed to help you. If they are going to help you, see, no human being can help you except God puts it in the heart to help you. Every human being is selfish. Naturally selfish. Naturally. Except the Holy Spirit has dealt with people and worked on them over the years. And one good tongue does not always deserve another. You can help somebody today. And tomorrow you need their help. It doesn't mean they will remember you help them today. So all this idea of becoming bitter after everything I've done for you. Story. This is super story. I'm telling super story. If God, that's why the king, when the woman came to the king and said, oh, poor king. The Bible says the king tore his clothes. I said, how can I help you if God does not help you? Even me, I need help. I need help. It says when you trust in God, you will be like the heath in the desert. And you will not see when good comes. I pray for you. May you see when good is coming. In the name of Jesus. May your eyes be open to see the good in the land. May your eyes be open to see the good in your walk. In the name of Jesus. You know the reason why some people don't see the good in their spouse anymore? And they are already looking at another chick. Ah, mistake me, I wouldn't offend you. Ah, maybe I should not have married her. Maybe if I waited longer, this is the person I should have married. It's a lie. You have married, you married right. Are you hear what I'm saying? As long as your eyes is going to and fro, like the devil's eyes, you will not see the good in that person. Say, ah! And they told me, oh, this guy, I should not have married this guy. Ah, this guy. Maybe it's that guy that I should have married. As long as you have that thought in your mind, you will not see the good in your man. Never. 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 So what do you do with the vision? 
what do you do with a vision i'll talk about the rest tomorrow i'll talk about two tonight number one write it write it i have little or no respect for people who don't write that's just the truth let me tell you that tonight for free you know why there are things god will never trust you with if you are not a writer and i need to show you the scripture when john the beloved had the revelation and he started seeing things eh, jesus told him he said what you see don't remember what you see right right you cannot be so smart and so intelligent that you remember everything it's not possible and see there are certain things god will not tell you if you are not someone given to write i hear what i'm saying if no writing record it have the way of recording things or posterity thank god for technology today record it on your voice memo or whatever and give someone to transcribe for you but you must have the way of documenting whatever god shows you every year when i step into a new year i begin with a new journal with a new journal even if i didn't finish the first next the, the last one i will take another one i've started another one now so after writing my goal somewhere i will rewrite it in the first couple of pages so as i'm using the journal in the year when i open it the first thing i will see are my goals you say you have goals even your expectation now that you have documented i won't be surprised some people have lost the expectation and today is day two you have lost it no you, saw, you don't even have any expectation <laughs> missed expectation <laughs> revelations 1 and verse 19 let's see it i hope you're ready to pray oh tonight we will pray oh. <laughs> revelations 1 and verse 19 can we read together one to go write the things that you have what the things that you have what so when god shows you things it's your responsibility to write it a business name comes to your mind write it you don't even know what the business will be write it you think you will remember it you may not remember write it it tells you something oh, in 2026 you know an idea how you can remodel even your office space write it some things will not make sense now which will make sense later but write it he said write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter write it write it because you are not that smart write it in Deuteronomy 11 20 to 21 he also says and thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of your house and upon your gate that your days may be multiplied why will God have a book in heaven called the book of life even God is a writer and you are made in his image do you want to tell me that God forgets of course not but the Bible tells us there is a book of life so even God has books why are you not to have books where you write Number two, what to do with the vision? You keep it. You keep it. Where do you keep it? In your heart. You meditate upon it. You brood over it. You see, there are steps. I'm going to skip like four steps tonight and jump to the last one, right? I'll talk about that tomorrow. I'll start from there tomorrow. Anytime God gives you a vision, when you write it, you keep what you have written and you keep it in your heart. That's not the time to start opening your mouth. The next thing, and this thing is chronological. The next thing you do when God gives you a vision is not to be telling people about it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or people can talk you out of that vision. But when you keep, the Bible says that when the angel appeared to Mary, I spoke to her about the coming of the Messiah, how she was going to carry Jesus. 
Mm. And Joseph also got that memo. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 18 to 19. And all they that had it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Even the shepherds, the Bible says when they had. The Bible says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered on them. And where? In her heart. She kept it. Because there are some things that God will tell you now. Even you, you don't understand it yet. You don't understand it. People can give you another vision when you talk about it to him. You say, ah, that thing, Otonio, we can do it like this. Otoba, Sheba, Sheba, I do it like this, do it like this. Before you know it, vision has changed. Vision has changed. And when the vision changed, God will just step aside. And you are praying, God, the vision you showed me. God said, no, that's not the one I gave you. This is another one. This is another one. The Bible says concerning Paul the Apostle that when he received the vision from God, the Bible says that he went into hiding for a while. Before he went to start talking to... See, let me tell you this. There are some people that are like, you know, power brokers in certain spaces, industries. If you submit to some people too early, you may be submitted out of your vision. Are you hear what I'm saying? A friend of mine wanted to do something a while back. And I asked him, ah, so the people, you know, doing this thing in your space, did you talk to them? He said, no. He said, and I've still not spoken with them. He said, if I've spoken with them, I will not be able to do what I'm doing now. Because it would have caged me. I'll skip to the sixth one and the seventh one. Tomorrow I'll talk about the ones in between. The last thing you must do with your vision is pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for it. Visions are buffered in the place of prayers. Rise up on your feet tonight. We're going to pray. Visions are buffered in the place of prayers. Anything God shows you, you must pray over it. And that consistently. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have the vision of a business. <laughs> you have the vision for your life. A vision for your marriage. You've got to pray over it. Can we pray in the Holy Ghost tonight? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. If you're baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, Mashatala Bosa. The Bible says the time came that men began to call upon the name of the Lord. We're about to call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Somebody pray. Pray out loud, man the core up higher level shataka pay the bosia. Ida la manda ya the baka paro de shate yebo. Ikate ya the pandala bose paro denia. Let toshke para nika toshke paya gada bada bada badiada. Renito sikapalu ete fetina. Risko palo sikapa. Iya ronde la baba baba ida na bosha. In Jesus' name we pray. The first prayer tonight is from Isaiah 43 and verse 19. Isaiah 43 and verse 19. I think tonight we need to get a partner to pray. There's someone, someone that you know we pray well. Not someone that if you are married and your spouse is close or you don't mind going to where your spouse is, please go and meet your spouse. Praise the Lord. Tonight we are going to settle some things. Isaiah 43 and verse 19. The Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. It says, Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The first prayer in our understanding tonight is this. I'm going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this new year, do something new. 
in my life. Let this year not be a new year by tradition, but let it be a new year by reality and experience. Do you understand that prayer? For many people, they just say Happy New Year. No new experience. It's just tradition. Not me. Oh, somebody say, Not me. So lift up your voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this new year, do something new in my life. Let this year not be a new year by tradition, but let it be a new year by reality and by experience. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this new year, do something new in my life. Do something new in my family. Do something new in my ministry. Do something new in my finances. Do something new in my business. Do something new. Oh, my in the life of everyone connected to the Kenway Church, all over the nations of the earth. I decree and I declare, oh, my that the year 2024 will not just be a new year by tradition, it will be a new year in reality. It will be a new year by experience. New things will spring forth. New things will manifest in my life. In the name of Jesus. New doors. New opportunities. In the name of Jesus. It will be a new year in reality. It will be a new year in experience. In the name of Jesus. Do something in my life. In the name of Jesus. Do something in my family. Oh, my Do something in our home. Do something in my business. Do something in my career. Do something in my finances. In the name of Jesus. Something new. It will not just be a new year by tradition. It will be a new year by reality. It will be a new year by experience. In the name of Jesus. Something new. Something new. Let us bring forth. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Esther chapter 6. We're going to read verse 1 to verse 10. There are three prayers I want to bring out from there. So we'll read it at once and I'll give us the prayers. Esther chapter 6 verse 1 to 10. The Bible says, On that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded, can we read together, to bring the book of records of the chronicles. Let's read together. I can't hear us. And they were read before the king. Please keep going. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bixana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hands on King Diasuerus. And the king said, What honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. The four and the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. Verse 5. And the king's servant said unto him, Behold, Haman stands in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. Verse 6. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom would the king delight to do honor more than myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delights to honor, Verse 8, Let the royal apparel be brought forth, Which the king used to wear, And the horse that the king rides upon, And the crown royal which is set upon his head, 
verse 9 and let his apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble prince that they may array the man without whom the king delights to honor and bring him on his horse back through the streets of this the street of the city and proclaim before him thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor verse 10 out loud together then the king said to Haman make haste and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sits at the king's gate let nothing fail of that thou hast spoken the first prayer is this please I want you to take this seriously if you are not holding your spouse get another partner I hear what I'm saying everybody must hold someone you are going to pray you are going to say father in the name of Jesus honor me this year is somebody hear what I just said you are going to say father in the name of Jesus honor me this year use my life to demonstrate the honor that can only come from you once again say father in the name of Jesus honor me this year use my life to demonstrate the honor that can only come from you lift up your voices and turn that into prayers father in the name of Jesus honor me this year Mordecai should have been honored but he was not honored he was forgotten oh but on this particular day his honor came the honor that could only come from God in this year 2024 father honor me honor me in ministry honor me in life honor me in destiny honor me in this city honor me in my family honor me in this nation honor me among the sons of men oh use my life to demonstrate the honor that can only come from you honor me this year oh god let this year be my year of honor honor my family honor the gateway church oh matakapayelebosha honor strictly weddings Honor me this year. In Jesus' name we pray. The next prayer is this. You are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, our voices are going down. We are just warming up. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Honor me this year. Before my enemies. And those waiting for my downfall and destruction. When Amon was coming to the king, what was he coming to say? That the king should give him permission to kill the man that the king wanted to honor. This year, your enemy, I don't know the English, your enemy is Omar Shishi. What's the English? They will misbehave. <laughs> you are going to pray that Father honor me before my enemies and those waiting for my downfall and destruction. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, honor me this year before my enemies. Honor me this year. Before everyone waiting for my downfall, honor me, O God. Before everyone waiting for my destruction, honor me this year, O God. Honor me this year, O God. Honor me this year, O God. Honor my household. Honor us this year. Honor everyone. Can any connect us to this house? Honor us this year. Hey, Honor us this year. Honor us this year. In this year 2024, let this year be our year of honor. Before our enemies, before everyone waiting for us to know die. Honor us, O God. Honor me, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. 
the third prayer from that is you're going to pray say father in the name of jesus let everyone you have determined to use to honor me let them have no rest until they honor me if you go to the first verse it says on that night the king could not sleep if god is going to honor you it is true many will honor you you don't look for the men but it is men god will use we are going to pray everyone god has ordained to honor me let them have no rest until they honor me lift up your voices and talk that into prayers father in the name of jesus let everyone you have ordained everyone you have determined to use to honor me let them not rest until they honor me in my place of work in my industry everyone in life in destiny everyone that you have ordained everyone you have proposed to honor me let them have no rest let them have no rest let them have no rest until they honor me in the name of jesus in this year i will be honored in the name of jesus everyone you have determined to use to honor me let them have no rest until they honor me in this year 2024 in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray you say amen is an acceptance of divine verdicts when we say in jesus name we say amen simply also means so be it is you placing a stamp of approval on your prayer in jesus name we pray psalms 90 and verse 14 are you tired psalms 90 and verse 14 you see that word oh it just looks like a word it's a cry it's a cry you know if you want to put it literally it's like saying oh satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days see let me tell you this when some things don't happen early even though it's still a testimony it is very difficult to rejoice I hear what I'm saying. It's still a testimony that God eventually did it. We are going to pray. We are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, on the authority of your word, I cause every form and manifestation of delay in my life and in my lineage. I will no longer be delayed in life and achievement. Every delay comes to an end at the breakthrough festival. I will not just succeed. I will succeed on time. Every delay in my family ends with me. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, on the authority of your word, I cause every form and manifestation of delay in my life, in my lineage. I will no longer be delayed in life, in achievement. I will not be delayed. What I need to do, I will do it on time. I will do it at the right time. Every delay comes to an end at this breakthrough festival. In the name of Jesus, every delay ends with me. I will not transfer delays to my children. In the name of Jesus, every delay comes to an end. In the name of Jesus, every delay ends with me. Every delay ends with me. Every delay ends with me. At this breakthrough festival, let every delay come to an end. I cost every form and every manifestation of delay in my life, in my lineage. I will no longer be delayed. I will no longer be delayed. Every delay comes to an end. In the name of Jesus. 
I will not just succeed. I will succeed on time. I will succeed on time. Whatever this will happen, it is happening on time. Whatever I need to do, by the time has passed. This is the year we get it done. In the name of Jesus, at this breakthrough festival, every delay comes to an end. Satisfy me early. 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 In the name of Jesus. Satisfy me early. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 17 to 19. As a second to the last prayer. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 17 to 19. It says, And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants, and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and prudence in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. How did you know? Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David your son, which is with the sheep. What happened here? Divine recommendation. Saul said, Provide me a man. And the Bible says, so Maybe somebody else was about to talk about somebody else. And the Bible says, One of the servants said, I know a man. He said, A mighty man of war. Go and read the Bible. Before this time, David had never fought a war. But when God places it in people's hearts to recommend you, they will overhype you. <laughs> this year, that will be your testimony. The prayer is this. You are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Where people's names are being mentioned for good, my name shall take precedence. Do you understand what that means? It means my name will come first. <laughs> because we are not the only good person. But when your name comes up first, case closed. We are going to pray that prayer with seriousness. Father, in the name of Jesus. Where people's names are mentioned. Where people's businesses are mentioned. Where people's solutions are mentioned. Oh, for good. Let my name take precedence. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Oh, come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Where people's names are being mentioned for good. Let my name take precedence. Let my name come first. Where people's businesses are being mentioned. Oh, let my come first. In the name of Jesus. Where people's expertise is being mentioned. Let my come first. In the name of Jesus. Let my name take precedence. Let my name take precedence. Let my name take precedence. Where people's names are being mentioned for good. Oh, my name shall take precedence. In this year 2024. In the name of Jesus. My name shall take precedence. In the name of Jesus. My name shall take precedence. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. One more prayer before we pray the last one. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 13. So media, you need to skip the list I gave you. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 13. This one you can let go of the person you are holding. This one is personal. <laughs> the Bible says, And when thy hearts and thy flocks multiply, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is what? 
You can see multiply, multiply. What is the first indication of better days? Multiplication. You are going to stretch forth your hands. You are going to prophesy to their hands, to those hands. You are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. This year, cause silver and gold to multiply in my hands. As I spend, as I give in this year, no financial or material resources will reduce or finish in my hands. Speak to those hands. Send that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this year 2024, cause silver and gold to multiply in my hands. Oh, as I spend this year, as I give this year, as I execute projects, no financial, no material resource will reduce in my hands. No material resource, no financial resource will diminish in my hands. Money will not finish in my hands. In the name of Jesus. Oh, this hands is full. This multiply in my hands. Speak to those hands. Your hands are your tools of productivity. That's what the Bible says several times. That the Lord will bless the works of your hands. In this year 2024. Oh, my hands are filled with silver and gold. This multiply in my hands. As I spend this year. As I give this year. It is being replaced. No financial. No material resource will reduce or finish with my hands. I spend from the overflow. I give from the overflow. I take money out of money. In the name of Jesus, silver and gold multiplies in my hands. In this year 2024, in the name of Jesus, this year 2024, cause silver and gold, oh God, to multiply in my hands as I spend this year, as I give this year. No financial, no material resource will reduce or finish in my hands. No financial resource, no material resource will finish in my hands. Everything that I give, everything that I spend, is being daily multiplied in the name of Jesus. Daily multiplication, daily multiplication, daily multiplication, daily multiplication, daily multiplication. In this year 2024, daily multiplication. Nothing dies in my hands. Nothing reduces in my hands. Oh, Bataka Paya. These hands are blessed. These hands are blessed. These hands are blessed. These hands are blessed. My hands are blessed. In the name of Jesus. In this year 2024. Oh, Mataka Paya. Nothing reduces in my hands. I take out of surplus. I spend out of abundance. In the name of Jesus. In Laporia. In Jesus' name we are praying. The second prophetic action we're going to take is what we did yesterday. We're going to do it throughout these 12 days. Ezekiel 37 and verse 9. Ezekiel 37 and verse 9. Face my direction. We are facing the four corners of the earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I was studying the Bible today and I saw again. How did God bring the flood to an end in the days of Noah? The Bible says, and God caused a wind to blow upon the earth and the waters are switched. Maybe one of these is I'm going to teach on the wind of the Spirit. The Bible says, then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds. That's the north, the south, the east, and the west. Oh, breath. And breathe upon this land that they may live. Whatever is dead will come alive. In the name of Jesus. We are going to lift up your voices. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. By the wind of your spirit, 
bring to me from every corner of this earth everything I need for my destiny and advancement this year. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the wind of your spirit, bring to me from every corner of this earth everything I need for my destiny and advancement this year. Lift up your voices and begin to prophesy. Begin to decree and declare that from the north, everything that falls under the north, the northern part of Nigeria, the northern part of Africa, the northern part of the world, everything that I need from the north, let it begin to come to me. Everything that I need for my destiny, for my advancement this year, let it come. Let it come. Let it come. In the name of Jesus, let it come. Bring to me, O oh God, from every corner of the earth, from the northern part of Nigeria, the northern part of Lagos, the northern part of Africa, the northern part of the world, everything that I need. Turn to the right now. Turn to the right. Speak to that corner. Speak to the west. Everything that I need. Let it go from the west. Every nation, every geographical space that falls within the bracket of the west. Western nations. Western Nigeria. Western Africa. Oh, Makatalabaya. From the west. Everything that I need. For my destiny and my advancement. It is year 2024. By the wind of the spirits, begin to come to me. I speak. Oh, you said to Ezekiel. And by extension, you are saying to me. You said prophesy to the wind. I prophesy to the west. Let everything that I need from you, let it come this year. Let it come quickly. Let it come without delay. Everything I need for my destiny. Everything I need for my advancement. Begin to come to me. Face the south. Begin to decree and declare. Everything that I need from the southern part of this city. From the southern part of this nation. From the southern part of this continent. From the southern part of the world. Let it begin to come to me. Everything that I need for my destiny. Everything that I need for my advancement. In this year 2024. Begin to gravitate towards me. I prophesy by the wind of the Spirit. They're going to come to me right now. Right now. Right now. Turn to the east. Speak to the calm. The four corners of the earth. Everything that I need from the eastern part of this city. The eastern part of this nation. The eastern part of Africa. The eastern part of the world. Let it begin to come to me. Everything I need for my destiny. Everything I need for my advancements. In this year 2024, begin to come to me. Begin to come to me. Begin to come to me. Everything that I need, let it come to me. Everything that I need, let it come to me. In the name of Jesus. Everything that I need. The relationships I need. The resources I need. The information I need. The resources I need. Let it come. The visibility I need. Let it come. The helpers that I need. Let it come. The partners that I need. Let it come. In Jesus' name we pray. Bring out your expectation cards. If you don't have an expectation card, please signify the royal guards will slip one into your hands. If you don't have, please wave. Just wave. They'll slip one into your hands. There's a different instruction tonight. The Spirit of God said, I shall say to us to speak to it. Jesus said in Mark 11 and verse 23. He said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Please, if you don't have, keep waving until they give to you. 
He said, and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe the things you have said will come to pass. He said, you shall have whatsoever you say. You are going to speak to it. You are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, on the authority of your word, I decree and declare every of these expectations will become my reality. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Every of these expectations, they become my reality. They become my testimony. I will share the testimony. I will rejoice over this. In the name of Jesus, every of these outlined expectations, you will become my testimony. You are a mountain today. Oh, before the end of this year, I will walk over you. I will share you as a testimony. Every documented expectation and everyone connected all over the nations of the earth, I decree and I declare, every of those your expectations, they are becoming your testimony. In the name of Jesus, they will not remain as expectations. They will become testimonies. They will enjoy speedy manifestations over your husband, over your wife, over your children, over your career, over your business, wherever you are connected. Every of those expectations is becoming a testimony. In the name of Jesus, my hands will undo these expectations. Oh, my hands will touch it. My eyes will carry it. My eyes, eyes will see it. I will enter into it. I will experience it. I will live in it. In the name of Jesus. Begin to give thanks to God. Begin to give Him the praise. Begin to give Him the thanks. Wave it to Him. Because you are coming back with your testimonies. Oh, Father, we thank you. Because this is becoming our testimonies. In this year, 2024, beginning from this month of January, we rejoice over these expectations. In the name of Jesus. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. As God has instructed me, I'm going to declare these words over us again. And earlier today, while I was praying, he added more to it. <laughs> this year is our year. In the name of Jesus. And for everyone that will believe, this will become your reality. God said, I should say to us, that 2024 will favor you. 